welcome to another episode of African Conquering the World podcast at AECW Podcast on Instagram. Do try to follow us and spread the word about our, our podcast and our musings so that we can build our community and do something even greater. This is episode 27 of 54, an episode that comes after a couple of weeks of, of um, silence from this end due to the fact that, of course, an architect must architect at some point and deal with all these deadlines that typically want to crush uh, one's soul, but we, 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 we're surviving through it. Thank you for all the support over the last, uh, over the last few, few weeks. And thank you for, for listening. So today, I'm going to talk about the very, I'm going to talk in a tricky way about the courtyard as part of African architecture and of course and, and, and most importantly how and why traditional Africans shaped things the way they shaped things. It's very important to think about this because we tend to want to simplify how we see the world because the the, the dominant the dominant um, ways of seeing the world are based on very simplified uh, understandings of things. That's that simplification typically is called Euclidean geometry. After Euclid, the mathematician. There's nothing wrong with the square, the circle, and things like that. The most tricky thing about that is that those those shapes, as beautiful as they are, and as dominantly uh, as dominant as those pe- the, the, the personalities of those shapes are. They do not, in all cases, convey all the emotions and the inherent beauty in all cultures. Of course, they are, uh, if, if, if we go by what Corbusier, if we go by Corbusier's argument, of course they are recognizable by every, by every culture in similar ways because they are simplified to that effect. But in reality, you must know that the conveyance of, of, of emotion and of function and performance is based on more complex things than simplified streamlined um, uh, shapes. Okay, so that's a very complex argument. Let, let, let's, let's simplify it a little. You see, in Africa, traditional artifacts are shaped in a certain way. They're never perfectly straight. And the argument was had, had been that oh our people couldn't make a straight line, for instance, uh, until the Egyptians figured out the three four five rect- um, the three four five triangle, and then they were able to make that perpendicular line. But these same people were ahead in the in in metallurgy, in spirituality in several other fields of human endeavor. So I'd argue that the straight line wasn't as important to them as these other forms were. Because um, the straight line can only convey what the straight line can convey. The straight line is, is, is the average between two points that are on the same plane and the average connection between those two points. That's what the straight line is. So you can only convey what you can with a straight line. 
the 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 shapes of African artifacts are based on their perform performance. They are never shaped. They are never shaped in an abstract in an abstract way to capture this abstract mathematical understanding that um, you typically have to be part of this elite group of understand of, of practitioners to understand for instance you you have i'm looking at as on my table now is an ethiopian headdress if you can please google and see what the typical ethiopian headdress is and look at the shape the shape is made for its function it's not a great shape in the way that it's a great shape but it's not a great it's not it's not, it's not a, the same process that we would typically take to make a shape as architects, artists, and things like that. Its its forms are loose. Its forms are, to a good extent, fluid, loose, and they are saying things that we are not used to saying, or per- perhaps we don't know how to say as architects and designers. So this shaping is what brings us to the understanding of the courtyard. That I've tried to, I've been trying to, to pass along. In traditional house architecture, there's no courtyard. That's a controversial statement, but it's true. There's no courtyard. The the houses do not. There's no court. A courtyard is, is is an excision from an existing, from from the center of a building or from the side. But a courtyard. It, it, what what existing house architecture is not a courtyard. It's an open space, a free space. And an endless living room so that endless living room is shaped so that people can have can live their entire lives on the outside of the building and only sleep within the building so the buildings are, are the the pavilions where sleeping and things like that occur are shaped for the maximum comfort of someone who wants to sleep through the night they are, they are cool they are dark or they are warm to a certain level, or they are dark, and they, they are quiet. The outside, on the other hand, is open for activities of all sorts to happen. The house is shaped by that free space and becomes a free space where activities can happen. So, even within your house, there's the adventure of meeting someone, or meeting, or or, or, or doing something that you didn't really plan. So, the house is not this overburden, overburdening element over your life that forces you to plan out every detail of your day. It's instead like a warm hug that allows you to find experiences and to capture things that otherwise you wouldn't have been able to see. And that's the function of performative shaping, which is what I'm, uh, uh, we should call how African objects are shaped. African objects are not shaped based on abstraction. They're shaped based on performance. And this shaping should be called performative shaping. Our architecture, our, our, our artifacts are all created based on said performative behavior. The It's the reason why I'd argue that there's nothing like an African art. Of course, I've been taken to task about this, but I stand by my point saying that there's nothing like an African art. There was a spirit that was captured in form, but that capturing was not art. That capturing was performance because those forms 
were shaped for them to be able to allow for ecstasy and for you to be able to connect with an ancestry that is long lost through their shaping and their performance so what we have in africa is not art what we have in africa is performance this is what africa brings to the table as uh, in this new world of of this new world of the internet we bring the performative shape we bring performative architecture we bring the performative um, artistic endeavor um, artistic output into the world we have to we have to study these shapes very intensely because we are typically made to believe that if we don't make these stark euclidean forms of course for instance as an architect the easiest things to build are straight lines um, euclidean forms straight lines repeated uh, because of course structure in most cases even if Rempo has, has proven with his buildings and Daniel Lipskin also has proven with his buildings that this is not quite true but structure in most cases is only is, is most efficient when it's repeated it when when it's the same kind of rhythm or a similar version of that rhythm repeated ad infinitum to form whatever complexities we're trying to form but rem and Lipskin in their buildings have shown that for instance let's let, let's first uh, i'll i'll i'll, I'll uh, talk about how the um, point you to a rem Kulha's building that you should check out and see what i'm trying to say casa the, the musical in porto um, casa the musical in porto is not shaped by a repeated structure it's actually a concrete building that is built whose structure is built in in a very artistic way with flying columns and things and beams and things like that it's something that one needs to check out to understand what this argument is so as good as that repeated um, repeated build, repeated column, uh, column column and beam shape it, that can be used to make a facade used to make a building as, as, as interesting as it is to walk in that way and as, as um, it, it, because it, it makes things a lot clearer I think that structure has reached a point where that extreme clarity that leads to simplification the time for it has we have surpassed that need for that extreme simplification uh, and that 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 we, we always argue that is the only way or the cheapest way to make buildings or make environments. We've passed that because think about the West. In the West, the city is not the city's construction sites on the city in the city are not construction sites. They are really just assemblages. So uh, the construction happens off grid and off site and made in 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 warehouses. So that these repeated parts or these parts are made in warehouses and brought to site and are, they are assembled on the site with cranes like as legos are assembled so if that's the way we build does it not make it easier to build the kind of complexity that our ancestry built in africa is this not the time to make the african city the world city Thank you for listening. 
this has been a good 12 minutes with you again follow us on instagram at aacw podcast like comment and share with your friends and let's do this again next week have a blessed weekend